Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to an episode of Locked On Georgia Tech, week three of this podcast, and you guys have been absolutely fantastic. I appreciate the patience, uh, battling a little bit of uh, some uh, bad, uh, a bad cold, I guess we'll say, the best way to put it in, over the past couple days, so had to cut an episodes uh, on the back half of last week, but I'm so glad that you've decided to make us your first listen here on a beautiful Monday, getting closer and closer to Christmas. We have a fantastic show for you, but before we get started, I want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos, is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. We've got an action-packed episode for you. Once again, I'm Bryce Kuhn, the host of Locked On Georgia Tech. You say, who is this guy talking to you? Well, cover Georgia Tech for 24-7 sports. You can follow me at Bryce underscore Kuhn. That is B-R-Y-C-E underscore K-O-O-N. And we're going to talk a little bit about a crazy weekend in Georgia Tech athletics. The last time I talked to you guys, we were talking about the new defensive backs coach hire. Today I'm going to talk to you about a potential loss of a hire for the Georgia Tech Gallagher Jackets. This is a big one. And then I'm going to also talk about the recruiting weekend on the Flats this past weekend. And then we're going to take a deep dive into Georgia Tech versus LSU basketball. Take a little recap of that as well as we get ready for today's show. But listen, I appreciate everyone for making this show what it is. It's a ton of fun, so let's dive right in. You know, Tashard Choice has been quite the pickup, we'll say, from a coaching standpoint. Um, the The news that Choice was headed west, and as it still appears, and it was reported earlier by On3 Sports, confirmed by the AJC and confirmed by myself, Tashard Choice is heading to, to the coach the running backs at USC. This is really a tremendous loss for Collins and this Jackets team. Choice, as we know, is a guy who is passionate about the craft. He loves the game. But the big thing that stands out to me is that the relationships that Choice has built. You've already seen some of those. This is a guy who has led the recruitment on many different top prospects, including Jameer Gibbs, who entered the transfer portal. He identifies talent so well Going back to Gibbs, he really spotted him before that massive senior season and was able to hold off several key SEC suitors, and it was about the relationship. Go back to when Gibbs announced that he was going on signing a two Georgia Tech in February of 2019. What did Jameer Gibbs say? What was the reason? It was a two-word answer. Coach choice. Not only did he build relationships with these guys. He's also become a top assistant in developing talent. Obviously, we've seen what he's been able to do, you know, with some of the running backs. But he was nominated at the end of this season for the Broyles Award, given annually to the nation's top assistant coach. He was a budding star. This is a big loss for Georgia Tech. Now, first off, I want to talk about what this is for choice personally. You know, it's a really big opportunity, He's a Tech grad whose love for the the school and Georgia Tech has been something that I don't think anybody can negate. However, USC is headed by Lincoln Riley, one of the biggest names in college football. I've seen some people say they're not buying into it. Well, then I don't know what you buy into if you don't buy into Lincoln Riley going out west. It's a school with a heralded tradition of running backs. 
he'll probably also get a pretty decent raise in the 300K he was making this past season and was going to make next year at Georgia Tech. Choice's star has continued to rise. You know, he started off as, you know, his first season as an on-field coach was back in North Texas after a six-year NFL career, but this was kind of his first real job. And, you know, players have always had good things to say about him. But wherever Georgia Tech goes to replace Choice is this is a good decision for him. But replacing him is going to be that much harder. And you ask me why. Well, you know why. Georgia Tech has lost four of the scholarship running backs who were eligible to return in Gibbs, Mason, Jemias Griffin, and Tony Emerson. Mason decided to try to go pro, while the other three have entered the transfer portal. Georgia Tech has one scholarship running back remaining, and that's Dante Smith, with one running back, Antonio Martin, who committed in the 2022 class. This is not a situation that's favorable for Georgia Tech. You know, when I think when you looked at the staff, you felt good about Tashar Choice. You felt good about the running back room. Two weeks later, you don't. You don't feel good about much anything else, but now you really don't feel good about this position group. Now, Dante Smith's a heck of an athlete. Anyone who saw the Langston Hughes native, um, uh, the star for Langston Hughes, Antonio Martin, ball out in the GHSA State Championship this past weekend, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The kid was phenomenal. Martin and Smith are going to make a nice combo. But you're going to have to find something elsewhere. The running back room has been the strongest on the Tech team each of the past three seasons. And it's been Tashard Choice, who's often been credited for players' development, as well as creating this team-first attitude. You know, if you ever get the chance to watch Choice, go some of those social media videos. If you got to see a practice when they host open practices, you see his energy. This was big not only for the locker room for me, it's also big recruiting, but it's also really big in the makeup of the team. And I think that's where the line draws for me. This was a big-time loss for Georgia Tech. Tashard Choice was one of the big, few, one of the few bright spots, the, one of the biggest bright spots you could find on this roster. With his group, the way he coached, you know, he obviously had Antonio Martin. He's also had a four-star prospect in Javen Simpkins out of Miami, who is committed to be a Tech part of the 2023 class. But with this news kind of trickling in late Saturday coming to fruition Sunday, and we're going to see what's reported and official by the time this podcast comes out. This is something that's really a big blow. It's a really big blow. Now, USC is getting a heck of a football coach. They're getting a heck of a man, too. You all know that. But whomever Jeff Collins goes after to replace Choice, it's, it's going to have a brand new set of challenges like I outlined. We talked about roster turnover. What about coaching turnover? And it's not for a good reason either. When we talk about coaching turnover, we often say, well, it's because they're having success and other coaches are wanted elsewhere. Now, this is a good this is a good indictment of what Tashard Choice is. But Choice is going to be the fourth coach on this 10-man coaching staff whom Collins had to replace, following the dismissals, not the hires elsewhere, of OC and quarterback coach Dave Patineau, cornerbacks coach Jeff Popovich, and co-defensive coordinator safeties coach Nathan Burton. We already know that Traveris Tillman and Chip Long have been hired, OC and defensive backs coach. But now he's got two more spots to fill. 
And I think for me, that's going to be the biggest thing going forward. How do you fill those spots and what do you do? It's a tough one. There's no doubt about it. This is tough. And I don't know if it's as cut and dry and we're going to see how it plays out, but this has a big effect on recruiting, not only in some of the losses that were made last week, but this is this is this is a big black mark on the Jeff Collins era with Shard Choice leaving. When we come back, I'm going to talk to you about some of the visitors that were on campus this past weekend, give you some insight on what they thought and what could potentially be coming to Atlanta. Bowl season is here. I've been telling you about prize picks, and if you still haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? In addition to college bowl action, prize picks makes college basketball more exciting. And why? Because it's daily fantasy made easy. Now listen, prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, and it offers more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world. It offers all the star players, the ACC, the Big Ten, and the SEC, as well as some of those mid-major players of those Cinderella-bound teams. They offer any prop that you can think of, and especially in basketball, you can play points, rebounds, assists, threes made, and more. All that you have to do is use promo code Locked On, and you will receive your 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use that promo code Locked On. How do you do it? Very easy. In 60 seconds or less, this is what you can do. You pick two to five players and over and under the projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the numbers. They allow mixed sports entries, such as taking over on Embiid, combined with an under on Aaron Rodgers in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play, and it's safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. Prizepicks, daily fantasy made easy. Thanks again for making Locked On Georgia take your first listen every day. Now make sure to check out the ultimate college ball preview 2021, local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. Back here on Locked On Georgia Tech, where he talked about the what the loss of Tashard Choice could mean for recruiting. And folks, we're nearing signing day. It's Wednesday. We're just two, three days away from that, and it's going to be very interesting to see how this rolls. But I want to I want to dive into this, and I want to give you some names that were on campus this past weekend. Now, there were some good ones. Obviously, Kyle Effort, Clayton Powell, Lee, Horace Lockett, Zach Pyron. Is another one. But another one, too, is Zach Gibson, Jamie Felix, Antoine Roberts, Aiden Burr, Greg Delane. Now, I want to hit on two of these that are really intriguing me, and that's Zach Gibson and Jamie Felix. Now, let's dive into Zach Gibson. If that last name sounds familiar, Gibson is a really, really common last name. But Zach Gibson is the brother of Tyler Gibson, who is a currently committed offensive lineman. Both of those guys are out of Johns Creek. Gibson played quarterback for two seasons at Akron. The Alpharetta native was redshirted in 2019, played in four games, two starts at quarterback. But this is a guy who this past season, you know, saw some time. He's got good talent. I think that this could be an opportunity for some experience to come that could be useful. 
I think the experience that was on campus in Trad Beatty, it was there, but you never really wanted to go there. I think this is the opposite. Zach Gibson does have some talent coming through that transfer order. He was on campus this weekend. Um, he talked with uh, our guys over at GoJackets.com about, you know, wanting to take his career in a different path. You know, he, he said that he felt well enough to play at the Power 5 level, and he wants to be able to do that. Um, you know, he had a lot of great relationships. The transfer portal is not always an easy thing. But the key for him was when he received an in-home visit last Thursday from Chip Long, the new offensive coordinator, he coached one of his best friends, Tommy Trimble, in Notre Dame. They made that good connection. And he's a supposedly, this is for fans that want to know more about kind of what Chip Long is, a straight shooter. He's not going to sugarcoat it. And I think a no BS mentality is something that this program really needs. So I think this is an interesting pickup if they can get it. Gibson was on campus this past weekend. Now, another one to keep your eyes on is, you know, the running back room has seen some attrition. The Camden County product, this guy, 5'8", 189, a three-star, according to 24-7 Sports Composite, the best rating you can get out there. From Kingsland, Georgia, it's Jamie Felix, and this is a running back who has seen interest kind of trickle in. Um, You know, he officially visited on December the 10th for Georgia Tech, but this is a guy – that I think could be very interesting kind of what he wants to do. This past year, you know, had a injury-shortened – or last season had an injury-shortened season. Through his first three seasons, he's accounted for over 2,300 yards um, and 28 touchdowns. He is a playmaker out of the backfield as well, accounting for around 200 yards per season in the receptions category. Would be a good compliment and an opportunity to bring in two running backs in a room that desperately needs that. Jamie Felix is another man to watch in that realm. You know, I think that as it goes with some of those other names, I told you Powell Lee, we know he's pretty firm. Horace Lockett, um, Efford uh, is going to be a massive, he's going to be a massive addition to that linebacker room. Jamie Felix and Zach Gibson are two names that you definitely want to keep an eye on. I don't think there's any question about it. Antoine Roberts will be another interesting name as, you know, we're we're kind of getting near the time where you want to see what do some of these guys have? Roberts and, and what he is. You know, this is a guy that originally committed back in April of 2020 to Wisconsin. He would be a transfer, part of that class of 2021, 6'2", 195-pounder out of Hendersonville, Tennessee. But the big thing is, is the loss of Tashard Choice, how does it affect that? I don't, I don't, I don't know. He visited this past weekend after entering the transfer portal in September, September 9th to be exact. Or 19th to be exact was when Roberts entered the transfer portal. They're going to continue to try to find ways to bring in depth to the running back room that I don't think a lot of us really thought would need to be there. I don't think a lot of us did. But visits are important. And I think that, you know, Jerron Willis decommitting, he had been kind of fluid, it seemed like, never really. I mean, I know he reaffirmed, but it just never felt – like it was quite there, he finally came out and said that he was, you know, not going to be able to st- stay with the, the Georgia Tech commitment. You start to look at that class, and I know a lot of people have started to get a little nervous about what's going on. And and listen, I get it. And the class dropped almost ten spots, but I think the biggest thing is, you know, you have Bonner Martin staying on helps a. Big, big time. It's huge. 
absolutely huge for Antonio Martin to stay on. You've got to keep the guys there that you want there, and I think that's the biggest thing. They're going to have to continue to improve. They're going to have to continue to develop. That's the biggest thing for me. When I look at this, Greg Delane was on campus, the Fort Myers cornerback. Bobby Mooney, if you just if you missed it, has been officially rated a three-star, 6'7", 330. These guys have to be developed. There's just no, there's no question about it, in my opinion. You're not going to get every single five-star. You're not going to get a ton of four-stars. You've got to have a staff that develops. That's what the staff has to prove to me heading into this next season, that they can develop with the best of them and start to attract that talent. Because when you develop, then higher, big, bigger names want to come play with you. That's going to be the big thing for me. Can Chip Long do it? They lost a big-time developer and a big-time glue guy. But I think if Jeff Collins is officially going to, you know, make it his team, he's 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 doing it, that's for sure. It'll be interesting to monitor that as well. We come back, we're going to touch on Georgia Tech LSU, a ugly, ugly game that felt winnable for Georgia Tech, but they just could not quite, couldn't quite get that one done when we come back. Let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game, the grand stage, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 at Sophie is less than 100 days away and on location. The official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends such as Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, and more. Plus accommodations at a five-star LA hotel and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationxp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein, you get the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy. So many flavors that you're going to have a hard time choosing. Raspberry, mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar is going to definitely do this. It's going to give you that extra fuel that you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all of those shoppers. And I'm not talking about just the online ones, folks. All of those shoppers. If you're just going to keep standing in the shopping lines, Built Bar can give you the extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket, your purse, your pocket. You never know when you're going to need it. Because it's the season of Santa. We know that. We'll tell Santa to throw a few of those Built Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors, they make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Here's the offer. All you have to do is go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your first order today. Once again, that is Built.com, and use the promo code BUILT15 to get that discount today. Back here on Locked on Georgia Tech, we wrap up today's show. It's a quick one. Happy Monday, everyone. We appreciate you making us your first listen every single morning. Listen, the name of the game for Georgia Tech basketball was turnovers are becoming a common theme for the Jackets. And you know, Josh Pashner was not shy in placing the blame for the loss to LSU where he felt like it belonged. This is a team in Georgia Tech that held a four-point halftime lead and just could not keep the foot on the gas pedal, might we say? I mean, 
I think it's just disappointing all the way around of kind of how this game turned out. You know, Georgia Tech is a team that I think has done a good job of building. They've got a nice little base of what they want, but season's uh, looking a little bit weird so far when you talk about how many mistakes they're making. Georgia Tech piled up 24 turnovers and were beaten on the glass, leading to 16 LSU offensive rebounds. What did that result in? A 16-point LSU win, 69-53, despite Georgia Tech outshooting them. LSU had 17 points off of turnovers, or I'm sure they held a margin of 17 points off turnovers margin, which brought about the 69-53 win. And Michael DeVoe isn't quoted in saying this. I felt like I had a bad game out there today. As far as putting guys in the right position, our turnovers we had were just careless mistakes. Taking care of the ball is such a big thing in the game of basketball. Now Josh Pastner came to the defense of his senior leader. It's not on Michael, it's me. And I think it was interesting when you watch the press conference what Pastner said. He went on to point out that the turnovers had been a constant. And it wasn't just this one game. And I think something that frustrates a lot of the fan base that from other other coaches on other you know teams might do, Pastner doesn't do. He, he, he took the fall. He was quoted in saying post-game, I've got to help our guys do better and not turn it over. We're not disciplined enough. Turnovers have been biting us in the butt and allowed a game like this to get away. Giving away possessions cost Georgia Tech offensively on Saturday night. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, Passner, you know, felt like, and I did too, like they did a good job. That was a point of emphasis entering the LSU game. Some of those stops were to no avail because they were getting out-rebounded. You know, LSU had a press that led to turnovers. But the thing is, that's part of basketball, and Passner agreed with that. You've got to learn how to make those in-game adjustments, and your team has to do a good job as well. But the turnover, in my opinion, the turnovers were made worse by too much dribbling. How many times have we listened to a Josh Pastor press conference and he sits there and says, I don't want to give the ball a headache. I want to keep it moving. And when you do that, it allows LSU to double team, which they did. And you've got to have the ability to put the guards in better position to be successful. And that was not done. I know Kyle Sturdivant had a tough game in this one. You know, when you look at the stat lines, I mean, DeVoe and Usher with only two in double figures with points. It's a team that shot 41%. Tech did. 20% from the three. That's uh, Both teams were abysmal in that. 55% from the free throw line. There's eight points right there that hurt you. But they got out-rebounded 41-29, to 16-6 on the offensive side of the glass. Same number, around the same number of assists, ran around the same number of blocks. And LSU didn't play a – the thing I think what's frustrating is this is an LSU team that's undefeated, 9-0, and you know, a top 25-ranked team. Tex lost three straight, and this one right here was a team that you, you turned the ball over 24 times and lost. But LSU turned it over 21 times, folks. So this was a winnable game, a very winnable game. And I think what's frustrating for fans is that – how much longer can these mental mistakes beat you? I mean, I told told you earlier in the week that this was something that I felt like after losing the two games, Wisconsin was a hard-fought loss, uh, North Carolina, but you needed to do this. They've got to go win at USC. They've got to do that. They, they've got to go beat USC. They need some type of win and a big one to get them rolling, and I think – 
going to beat USC out in Phoenix, Arizona, part of the Jerry Colangelo Classic, would be huge. Then coming back home, beating Georgia State would be massive. And then you get yourself a win over Alabama. And you kind of write that ship before the first real conference game when you head up to the Carrier Dome and play Syracuse on December 29th. Georgia Tech basketball has the ability to be very good. It was a lot to replace last year, but you're starting to get to the point in the season where some of these things need to be figured out. Still early on, I get that, but some of these things need to be figured out. We're going to see if that happens. Hey, quick shout-out as we wrap up tonight's show. Happy Monday to everyone. Happy Monday to the Georgia Tech volleyball team. What a fantastic job done by those women who found their way to the Elite Eight, a successful season. I had the privilege of, of, of broadcasting some of their games over on ACC Network this year. A blast inside O'Keefe. Shout out to you fans that made an amazing opportunity all season long for them in O'Keefe. A good job by them as well. And the women's basketball team, a massive win over UConn. We hadn't talked about that. The Jackets with a massive win over UConn, snapping a long streak for the Huskies when it was most consecutive wins against unranked opponents. They snapped that as well. Nell Fortner is the real deal. It's a ton of fun. They got a big win yesterday over Furman. They really got some nice stuff trending into conference play. Well, listen, it's been an absolute blast. You know I love doing this show. I'm glad we got a little, a little bit better, and we're ready to back and rock and roll. You guys have been awesome, blowing numbers out of the water over on Megaphone when I check those podcast numbers. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your daily podcast. This is the only place where you can find Georgia Tech content that's different for you each and every single day. Also encourage you to follow me over at Bryce underscore Coon. Love the interaction that I get with you guys. Also, you can join the Discord. DM me over there. We'll get you in some conversations. It's a ton of fun as well, but it's been a blast talking to you. I hope everyone has a fantastic Monday. And before we go, before we go, I want to thank you for making Locked On Georgia Tech your first listen each and every single day. Now make your second Locked On Bets. Your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, not Scott. It's free and available on all platforms. Once again, this is Bryce Kuhn. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Still working on that cool episode uh, that we're going to honor the life of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket and the former Denver Bronco, Demarius Thomas. Um, Just a heartbreaking story. We're going to hear from some people who covered him. We're also going to hear from some former players that uh, had a good relationship with Demarius Thomas. Prayers go out to his family. We appreciate everyone for tuning in the show, making it what it is. This is for you. This is Bryce Kuhn, and we say so long. I'll see you on Tuesday.